0: Hey guys, it's just a fire.
1: Hey, what's going on guys? We're here at the Squall. Get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune into Rule Number One
2: podcast on Monday.
0: Yeah. Another episode, episode 13, partner. Man, we're getting to the thick of the holiday season.
1: Oh yeah, man, I'm ready. You know, man we got too. a week away for uh, since we're recording this episode, we got a week away to Christmas, and we're we're excited. We're ready to go. Yes,
0: we are. Tonight we have a special guest star, Mr. Luke Abdallah. Welcome to the show, Luke.
1: How's it going, guys? We're good. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been wanting to get Luke on here for a while now. He's a he's a character. Um, he's very outspoken. He is a uh, sale executive at a uh, bunch wholesale incorporated, which they basically sell. Um, anything from dog food to, um, chemicals, fertilizer, stuff like that to, uh, you know, you've got like Lowe's, Lowe's is one of y'all's big, uh, customers, right?
2: Well, uh, Ace Hardware. Ace Hardware. Um, yeah.
1: and so they sell to specific stores to distribute. So,
2: right. Yeah. We have over 30,000 products in the warehouse that we sell. We also sell from like different big time vendors as like animal health products and, you know, different fertilizer companies that we may not stock in our warehouse, but we can, what we call a drop ship, which will come straight from the vendor's warehouse uh, onto the customer.
0: You know, you just got this job straight out of college. You're a young guy. We all went to, you know, Warner University together. How has, you know, taking this job, getting into the real world, kind of affected your number one rule to live by?
2: Yeah, so... So, based on my number one rule to live by, I obviously base it on what I do for a living. So, I uh, my number one rule, if I had to say it, would be always do the extra for people, you know? Always do the extra for your customer. So, if they, you know, they're like, oh, I'm hungry. Okay, let's go to lunch. Or, you know, they, uh, man, I've been really busy trying to get some stuff done. Okay, what do you need help with? Let me help you. Help you run your business because that's my job. Mm-hmm. Make sure they know what they're doing. Make sure they know that that they can trust me for everything. So
0: you want to give kind of a personal experience to all of your right. So basically, what you're saying, your number one rule to live
1: by is be authentic, kind right. of to be your people. I like that,
2: and then be extra. I like, as that well. a like lot. Always just do what other people wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So. I like
1: that. Especially in sales, that's a huge thing—a huge thing because you're you're, you're marketing yourself, not just, not necessarily just the product you're selling. If you could sell yourself to, you know, your consumer, then mm-hmm. they're going to think, "Oh, well, I need a, you know, five hundred bags of dog feed." Um, well, who am I want to do business with? Huh? Well, I'm going to call Luke.
2: Right, and you know, in relationships is really big as well. So I want to know, like, for different types of things, go into a uh, feed store, go into a nursery. If the owner has a daughter or has a son, you know, oh, how's, your, how's your kids doing in school or how's your, um, how's your family doing? How's grandma doing? You know, I want to know like their whole family background. I want to be their best friend. I want to be the person that they call. I want to be there on the top of their list. Mm-hmm. How we say it in our, our uh, company is have your business card on top. I like so that. That's, that's my goal, really.
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good perspective, especially in sales. You know, NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Our episode ten or nine or something like that. We had Riley McClan McLe- on. Sorry, I can't get his name, and he was a sales executive, and he talked about how he likes to reach out to his clients and give you know his personality, his experiences at the tracks to sell his product, mm-hmm. and you know, you talking about. You're in the sales game, too. You're talking about, you know, I need to take this guy out to lunch. Maybe he'll you know, stock his store with my stuff. Maybe right. that's what you got to do in that, that yeah,
2: world. D- during the week, I go to lunch with multiple of my customers a week or even people that I'm trying to make my customer mm-hmm. because where I work, it's really uh, it's underserved. So there's a lot of opportunity where I work.
1: And definitely uh, in the agriculture realm, um, being that I work in it, too, it, farmers are very reliable people so they're they're people that you can have a conversation with or whatever and if you treat them well they're going to treat you well and they do business with the same people over and over and over again even if they can get a better price somewhere else if you have a relationship with them for 20 years they continue using you and using you using you because you treat them well Mm -hmm. um and also another thing if you screw over a farmer The whole farming community talks. Everybody talks. Everybody (laughs) will tell every single person, be like, oh, that guy from, you know, Bunch Wholesale, he, you know, he kind of did me dirty. He overcharged me on a bunch of stuff. Don't do business with him. And you go to the next client and you're like, oh, no, I'm not even going to have lunch with this guy because he screwed me over. Is he really like that? Oh, 100%. Really?
2: Especially here in like where we we're from, Polk County, it's everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the citrus industry and cattle industry as well. Mm-hmm. if a new vendor or a new salesman like me comes into the area, everybody's going to know about it. Yeah. Everybody's Every- going to know Luke Abdallah, new yes. guy. This is a new guy on the block. Yes, and they're going to know fast. And I've noticed that as well because I service a nursery that's five miles down the road from another nursery that wasn't on my list. Now they are, but the guy that was I served originally, he was talking to the guy that's five miles down the road. He's like, hey, there's a new guy for BWI. This is where I get all my... I, I sell him a lot of nursery pots. Mm-hmm. That's this crazy. is where I get all my pots from. So he calls me out of the blue. Didn't know the guy at all. He goes, "Hey, I heard you're new in the area. I heard from this guy and that guy told that guy. So my name's getting out there up there. Good. Just That's cause I'm awesome, not man. Yeah, so I'm good Ben.
0: So. You, you you say your name's getting out there. I want to I want to hear this pitch. You know, let's say that Sprad's you know big ass wholesale stock stores, feed store, whatever mm-hmm. needs to get some dog food. Give it to me. I'm going out. So what I would
2: do is I, I go into like two new customers a day almost. So while I walk in, I'll talk to the owner or the purchasing agent, whoever's in charge of purchasing. And I'll just go up to them like, hey, I'm from BWI. Are you familiar? And they usually either say yes or no. If they say no, which they're normally not, I would say, hey, this is what we do. I hand them my business card. So they look at that. I said our website's right there. But sometimes some things that I offer that would be good in your store would be, you know, we sell a lot of dog food. We sell diamond dog food, Taste of the Wild dog food. I also see that you carry some high-yield products. We sell all the high-yield Fertilum, which is home gardening stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, they'll usually be like, yeah, yeah, we do carry that. And I would just come up and say, we also sell a lot of grass seed as well. And up there, I I work in North Florida, but um, up there they do a lot with deer hunting and plot mixes. So we sell a lot of deer plot mixes. So I bring that into uh, the conversation. So then I would say, they would usually say, so what do we have to do to get set up? Well, I hand them a customer application that they fill out, and I sometimes, I'll, I'll walk them through it. Because handing somebody a piece of paper with a lot of empty lines is a little intimidating. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. You know, so I'll walk them through it. See. And it's kind of an inconvenience <laughs> as yeah. well. Yeah, You're, You're like, like, oh, Johnny you know. on the spot, here, yeah. fill this out. Right, so what I'll do is I'll walk them through it. If they don't want to fill it out then, that's okay. I'll come back maybe that next week or two weeks later and just kind of say like... You know, I know you haven't uh, been filling out. Usually they've just been busy. I mean, they got a business to run, too. The last yeah. thing they want to do is fill out a two-page paper, you know. So we'll walk through the application. Then after that, I ask if I can walk around the store so I can see, okay, they carry this or they get that from this person, which is, like, a competition maybe. So I'll be like, hey, um, we also carry this, this, and that, like, animal health products. So a lot of, like, vaccinations, mm-hmm. Um for, like, cows, horses, goats, sheep, you know, flea and tick meds. Dewormers, like dewormers probably. Dewormers, pour-on wormers, you know, ivermectin, all that good stuff. And um, then I'll just kind of talk to them, get to know them a little bit, if they have time, if the store is not too busy. And then that kind of goes from there, and I'll hand them my card, and I'll call them back if I don't hear anything from them. I'll give them a call or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So usually that's what I'll do. And a lot of people have been uh, happy to see me because it's – there's not a lot of presence up there.
0: Uh, I when so when you walk in, you start with this question: like, are you are you familiar with
2: us? Yes.
0: Is this all like scripted? Like all the way down to the walk around the store? Or is this like your That's just personal my taste? Personal, okay. Yes. Okay. Nice.
2: A lot of the people like there's multiple other salesmen that work for the company, and they everyone does it differently. Mm-hmm. But I've just I've taken it from because I've rode with some of the other salesmen that have been there for twenty plus years and do really well. I just take what they have told me, so why not take it from the people that's been there a long time? Yeah, I uh,
0: when I worked at Barto Ford down the road here, I you know I thought about going into car sales. You know, and I asked a couple of the salesmen there, I was like, "Hey, like, what do you do different from so and so? Like the employee of the month? Like, what do you do different?" And it's they kind of kind of explained it to me. The guy was like, "You know, I just kind of do what best suits my personality, mm-hmm. what makes me most authentic for people to trust and buy from me." Yep. So. I was just curious if like BWI makes you guys like do a store walker. That's the line that you guys have to say. That's just I like that. That's your own personal taste. Going
2: back to my number one rule is doing the extra. Yeah, you know, walk around the store and see what they have. See if there's an empty spot on the shelf. Okay, what goes there? Let's see if I can fill that spot. Nice. Or I'll ask them, hey, what do you normally put here? That's empty. Can you not get it from this person? Can I? I can. I probably have it in my warehouse. I mean, we have thirty thousand different SKUs, so. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. we probably have it, yeah. you know. yeah, That's funny.
1: So uh, what are some of the perks, you know, you working with BWI, what are some of the perks of the job? So obviously you kind of have, as an outside salesman or sales executive, you kind of have free reign to kind of make your own schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about some of those, you know, exciting things that kind of make you you. Your yeah, job. the
2: perks is uh, obviously I have free range to make my own schedule. I do like what I want, when I want, if I want to sit in the house all day, I can if I want to, not that I want to, because I got to get out there. and make You're not money. making money if yeah, you're not, yeah. you're not, if you're not seeing people, they don't know you're there. And I also live by out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. So if you're not there, then no one will see you and then you're just forgotten about. So, and another perk is like getting to travel everywhere. You know, I drive, so obviously my territory is North Florida. So I'm driving from Jacksonville to Tallahassee to South Georgia and I get to see so much cool things that people normally, you know, don't get to see. Um, I, uh, a big perk also is um, the the pays yeah with, uh, commission and stuff. Oh, sweet! It's pretty cool. And uh, but I, I just have to do like whatever my uh, margin is of that month. Yeah. So you have a certain goal you have to right. hit. You like, know, yeah, I when, I, when, I, when I went up
0: when I went up to Jacksonville this past season to play, I saw a feed store. Literally, like on every corner, yes, up there. Do you You'd do, be surprised. You do, do a because, lot
2: of, yeah, I do a lot of feed stores in Jacksonville, and um, you know, it's it's crazy because you think of Jacksonville, big city, yeah, yeah. You don't really think of the rural side, and that's also what I get to see. Like, I get to see the the rural side of Jacksonville, the rural side of Tallahassee. You know, like you wouldn't think of that when you think about it, like in your head, but when you actually get out there and like drive around. And you see like the farms, the forest, the, you know, it's it's actually really cool, and it's peop- what people don't think about.
0: Have you seen the uh, the new equestrian center? Yeah, yeah. In Ocala? My my grandpa lives up in that area. I've yet to get up there, mm-hmm. but he tells me every time I see him, like, hey, you need to come up here and check it's this pretty. place out. Like he told me, it's the world's biggest equestrian yeah. center. Like it's got it's, restaurants in it. Hmm. It's got like a show yeah, arena. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. So what what is it? is it for the horse races or no? It's for like equestrian. Like the jumping,
0: oh
2: jumping, like the English saddle yeah. type deal. Okay. Yeah,
0: I mean, what's that play? You, you've been? Have you I, been there? I,
2: I've been there. I've I don't do anything with work there, but I've been there a time or two. In my, uh, and it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's like the world class, like because Christian, of course, it's real class. Yeah, yeah, it's real like fancy and stuff. Elegant. So. It's an elegant sport. Right, right. So seeing that and seeing the horses and. How the horses, they they braid their hair. It's a whole lot different than like a rodeo, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're going out there looking all. But like you got there, you just, they're real like, just everything's real proper. And mm-hmm. it's, it's nice. And like you said, the restaurants and everything, they have like all types of different food and it's like you're walking into like a NFL stadium, but it's a, really.
0: It's that big. Yeah, it's huge. I have to check it out.
2: It's the world's yeah. biggest. That's course, my grandpa great. said that. Um, like
0: I, I was kind of skeptical. Like he's like, it's the world's biggest. I was like, okay, people, how big
2: can it? really People be? pulling like, up like with semis pulling their horse trailers and stuff. Like, it's yeah, that's amazing. Like, yeah,
1: dude, I have to check that place out. Yeah, let cool. give that thing a
2: look. We can. We should go up there. It's fun.
1: You huh. grew. You grew up around horses and like right. kind of the cattle industry too, didn't you?
2: Yeah. Um. So my grandpa, well, actually, my great grandpa's the one that started it. He had. A bunch of cows and um uh, we uh i never got to experience like the the big the uh i say like the booming period mm-hmm. of the cattle industry that we had but um my uh grandpa now it, we don't have much anymore but i've uh, growing up it was a whole lot of fun like being out there and riding horses or working cows and all that fun stuff it's mm-hmm. Something I've always dreamed about doing, and it's fun doing it now. So That's what you do every single
0: day, partner, it seems like. I see the TikToks. I'm sure you guys see the TikToks too.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it holds a special place in my heart. And A lot of people, you know, I I leave the house at 6.30 every day, and I get back at 6.37, so I'm pulling 12-hour days pretty much every day. Um, and then you got the second job here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It, well, and people ask me, and you know, they're like, Nathan, like, what? Why do you work so much? Why do you do that? And it's like, in this industry, you absolutely have, have to, to love every bit of what you're doing because you know the pay is not necessarily always there, and then right. you know the the industry goes up and down all the time. But if you love what you do, it makes everything worth yeah, it. Yeah.
2: When they say uh, do something you love and you don't have to work a day in your life, I totally believe that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it may be hard work doing some stuff like in the ag industry and stuff like that but it's if you enjoy it you, you gotta love it that's yeah.
1: i feel like the whole ag industry as a whole will say that too because obviously there's you got the sales side of ag which you can make pretty good money in the sales side of ag um and then the veterinaries, large animals and then you got mm-hmm. the owners and those are pretty much the three jobs where you make good money in ag everything right. else it's kind of it's rough it's like it's, you're not paying top dollar generally and, for sure and so whenever people you have those workers or the farmers or whatever, because just because you own a farm doesn't mean you're making crazy money either. Right. It goes up and down. Um, and you'll get that all over the whole industry. It's like they do it because you see the results. Like you'll, you'll take a calf from the minute it was born to the minute it dies. And it's, yep. they appreciate it. And yeah, it kind of sounds gruesome. Like, Oh, you just raise it to be killed, but you love the calf the whole way through because right. you get to see it grow the whole time.
2: Exactly.
0: But i you know, speaking of which, the agriculture world is changing a lot. You know, you both, both of you guys work in it. How, where do you see yourself in 10 years, you know, in this game? Like, are, do you want to stay in it
2: or? Yeah, I definitely want to stay into like the sales side of things. And of course, I love the ag side sales of things. So obviously, 10 years from now, I'd, I'd love to still be with the company I'm with now because I love it. I, I, I love what I do. It's fun. It's, Something new every day, you know. It's not like you're waking up, you're going to do the same thing every day. Like I see something different every day. I get a different phone call every day. So it's, I mean, it's cool. I love it. So in ten years, I, I'm hoping, you know, and to be married, and then also be in uh, the same job I am now. But like, I want to be like top dog. Yeah, you want like you know okay. like, to be, you want to be the guy there. Okay, like top dog in ten years. I, which I'm pretty, I'm doing pretty good now. But I mean, there's also the mother salesman, like I said, that's been there for 20 years. Yeah, they and have they, reoccurring
1: customers as right. well. They, they have in, their guys, right? And they're they're, they're set on a set schedule. Yeah.
2: Like I was riding with one guy, and it was a Wednesday, and he walked into this one customer, and the customer said, "You're late." <laughs> yeah, like, like, this hey, is,
0: dude, you, we've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah, you're five minutes late. Yeah, you're
2: five <laughs> minutes late. Like I usually get here at 12 o'clock, or well, you're here at 12:50. What's wrong? I'm scared you weren't going to come today. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. And I want to be on that level with the customer, you know. Yeah. You'll get there. You are very yeah. personable, very social. And I've too. only been out in the field since October, so yeah, yes,
1: yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, you started out in storefront, correct? Right. Y'all have a whole storefront where people can come in and right. talk to so you. So
2: we also, what BWI? So they're based out of Apopka here in Florida, near Orlando, and um, so they also have what we call the showroom, and it's a bunch of people come in there if they just because. They just want something that's like, okay, we just need one bottle of pesticides. Or we just need um, one bag of dog food. So, like, we'll come in and they'll say, okay, can I get this, this, and this? And it's right there at the storefront. And we also sell to, like, walk-up customers as well. So, if they want, like, if someone off the street wants to come in and buy a bag of soil that we sell, that maybe Lowe's or Home Depot or something like that don't sell, they can come get it there. So, that's what the trend... They put me there for training regimens. Mm-hmm. So I was in there for like five months, right out of college, and it was um I learned a lot. You know, I also was riding with salesmen that were local in the area. So I learned a lot in there and I learned how to use the computer system that we use because sometimes it can be um challenging. So <laughs> i <I'm, laughs> I saw his face real, when he like said that he was like challenging. You know? <laughs> yeah. Technology's crazy. If you don't like you got to stay, you gotta on, stay on the wave. You right. Stay up. Because like, I'm by myself the whole time. You know, I so felt like I could go to my boss and be like, hey, well, how do I do this, this and this? Like, I got to figure it out. So I used me being in there a lot, you know, as like your training period. Right. I, I, I asked as many questions as I could. You That's know? what you got to do. Right. Like, Closed mouth, don't get fed, basically. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, You were talking about their whole, your whole training experience. You, they shipped you out to Texas, correct? Right,
2: so the company is based out of Texas. It started in Texarkana, and it's still in Texarkana. So it's a family-based company. And one of the cool things they did with that was, um, so the owners of the company own a big ranch out there, and they they raise nothing but uh, Texas Longhorns. Mm-hmm. So they put you in one of the houses out there, and um, it was just, they have a, a pond that's fully stocked of bass. So that's we were awesome. like, we'd go train. I was in, I was there with another kid that got hired on to work in Arkansas. And he was, uh, he was there with me. So he liked to fish too. And they, they put rods and there's like a little John boat there for you and everything. Mm-hmm. Cause it's a pretty big pond. And uh, we would go to the office and train all day and sit through meetings and stuff. And then as soon as we got off, we'd go fishing. Like it was, yeah. it was cool. I was out there for a week. It was awesome. It's you, a beautiful place.
0: Did you do any of the uh, catfish noodling that they do out there?
2: No, I didn't get in the water. No, <laughs> no. I, you ain't got to worry about gators out there. But I still didn't get in the water. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But it's fun.
1: You've uh you've also spent a lot of time out in Texas, haven't you? You've yeah, been, I've been out to there Texas on vacation and everything. Quite
2: like? a bit, especially when I was young, like working with the cattle and stuff. We used to um do we? I used to ride out there with my uh, grandpa and. And it's people that used to work for us, and we used to ride out there and um, take cattle to feedlots. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool, So man. it was on the semi, like riding to Texas is pretty cool. Pretty
0: yeah. sure you got some cool stories to tell about that. Yeah. Give some, me one.
2: So I, I can tell you one. I was young. I was like 14, 13 or 14, and we were riding out to Texas, and um, there was another truckload full of cows, not our cows, some other uh, cattle uh, ranch was in front of us, and Hauling livestock, I don't know if any of y'all have done it, but it's not safe at all. Like it's no. it's dangerous, you it's know, hard. especially hauling like Well, you got forty
1: three thousand pounds moving back and forth.
2: Yes, and it's not like you're hauling forty three pounds of water that's just, you know, standing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, With cows, they're moving and they're in, they're they're packed in there, so they're not comfortable at all. Well, there was a guy in front of us and he was we were just going down this little back road almost to the feed lot, and I could see his, you know, his um, Back of his trailer that he was hauling was going back like this, back like this. So I was thinking, oh, it's just swaying. Well, they were hauling bulls, and they they were not happy to be in the trailer. (laughs) So somehow this bull got enough courage to bust out the side of it. Out of the trailer? Yeah. And his whole, like, front two legs and head was um, hanging out the trailer. And then, Mm -hmm. like, my uncle got on the CB, and he was like, hey, hey, hey. Um, you got a cow, you got a cow, got a cow. So the guy pulled over and finally got it figured out. But that was just Man. one of the crazy stories that That's I've pissed
1: off bull. Yeah. I was about to say those, those trailers are like, they're aluminum. I believe they're, th- uh. they're aluminum. Yeah. yeah they're, they're thick, thick. aluminum. Yeah, but they're but thick.
2: That's wild. I guess it was just an old trailer. I've never seen anything like it. I've never, yeah. I've been, it was crazy. Yeah. I bet. Dude, I bet. That's cool
1: to hear. Um, that side of things because you know whenever we ship calves out to market, we ship them out to feedlots as well. Right. Um, and so, but how we do its we'll we'll contract them out from a company. Um, mm-hmm. and they'll ship them out for us, and then either we can partner with the feedlot and go half in on. Uh, to explain to everybody what a feedlot is, is um they get cattle in and they'll raise them. Um, and a lot of times they'll get them in around July August time. And uh, your goal is to have a calf about 500, 550 pounds around that area. And uh, typically the beef market is highest in April. And so they try to feed these calves all the way up into April. And then they'll slaughter them around 1,200 to 1,400 pounds. Um, so a little backstory. But uh, so I've always seen the side of raise a the cattle, then get them there. I've never seen them as soon as they get to the feedlot, you know, how right. they've raised, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's,
2: it's definitely crazy. You pull up on these hundred acre feed lots and they'll have like five or six different like 10 acre pastures you know just all sectioned off Mm -hmm. and there's no like grass out in west texas so there ain't much out there but it's all grain yeah it's all grain they just feed them feed them feed them you know
0: i know you go to texas a lot you went to the stockyards not too long ago right yeah who'd you see there
2: i um Actually, Kid Rock was playing at Billy Bob's, Yeah, so I got to experience that, so that was pretty cool. We actually got lucky with that.
0: I know, but you told me a story about a certain artist that I'm a big fan of that you saw at a bar.
2: Oh, Ah. yeah. Yeah, so that was actually not in the stockyards. That was at Texas Live. Oh, okay, okay. So we went, it was um, this past football season when Dallas Cowboys were playing the Chiefs in the playoffs, the first round. Well, we didn't – we just went out there. We weren't even going for that. But right next to the Cowboy Stadium, there's a place called Texas Live. And that's probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And, like, the Dallas Cowboy Stadium is right next to the Texas Rangers Stadium. Yeah. So this big place, like, it all connects everything to the both stadiums. Oh, that's cool. And they have this one bar in there. It's, uh, It's called the PBR, like the professional bull riding bar. It's called Cowboy Bar. And we were just in there hanging out. I was sitting at the bar, and my buddy was behind me. And I just look into, like, the VIP section, and I'm like, just kind of look, look, and I'm like, that's Wetzel,
0: East Texas, Jesus.
2: And I'm like, that's Wetzel, And um, and my buddy's like, where, where? I said, look right there. He goes, oh, my God, it's Wetzel. And by that time, the whole bar knew, and, like, everybody was <laughs> running over there and stuff, and. We actually got, like, right up next to VIP, and he had a bottle of Jack Daniels and was pouring everybody's shots. It was so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So, it was it's That's, was my, guy. That's yeah. my guy. That's my guy. Dude, it was, it was amazing. But, like, yeah, the Texas and Stockyards area, Fort Worth, Dallas-Fort Worth area, it – Holds a special place in my heart. I love I want to area.
0: make it out there so bad, man. You see all these, like, go. TikToks and, like, viral videos that people mm-hmm. send out there, even, like, of all the bars. And even when they, you know, move cattle through there still. Yeah,
2: they still do the, Dude, the, and the I, I really want to see that, man. It's, it's amazing. It. You know, it's it's all, like, traditions and history. So much on that, the bricks right there. Yeah, the brick road right. of exchange. Like, it's it's amazing. It's something that we all got to see.
1: You know what? I saw a TikTok the other day, and it was about a podcast, and they were talking about the cattle industry. And something that blew my mind, which I didn't know that this whole persona, I knew there were kind of things about it. Um, people talk about, like, grass-fed beef and everything, them mm-hmm. going to market, and a lot of people love that whole organic um, side of it. Well, this person was talking, I knew it was a little rigged. It's more of like a propaganda thing, And um, if you ask any farmer from the organic side or the, you know, Mm -hmm. non-organics they'll tell you the same thing um (laughs) (laughs) just the consumer doesn't quite understand that um but i saw something that the lady was saying uh the only thing the only thing the farmer has to do to get the grass-fed like label is they can't feed grain for the last 90 days of the the Mm -hmm. calf's life i didn't realize that and so they can get whatever kind of shots vaccinations anything right um up until those 90 days, and then they could only be grass-fed through the rest of the world. Are we going right. to have to, like, fact-check that, or do you know, like, that's... That's what I saw I, yeah. on the I podcast. Don't,
2: I, I mean, I believe it, because if you think about it, the last 90 days is... You got to think of, like, the the system, and every, they're pushing everything out. Yeah. So if you mm-hmm. just you feed grain to a certain weight, and then... And then grass. just grass them. And, and it's, it's
0: considered grass-fed, and there's another $2 on top of that. You could yeah. think,
2: though, like, there wouldn't be any type of grain or anything in it. Yeah. You yeah. know?
1: It's already out of its system.
2: Right. It's out of its yeah. system. Huh.
1: Which is crazy. So the consumer though, in their mind, is it's grass fed the whole yeah. time. The whole time. But mm-hmm. really it could be, you know, well, a year the, old that's and the way her- it is with a
0: lot of different things, like yeah. the organic
1: you know, drinks or like fruits that you see in stores. I'm saying right now, from a uh, agriculture <laughs> side, it's very rigged for oh all wow. the consumers out there. I you don't want to. I don't want to start that. any wars over it.
2: Yeah, we can talk about that. That's not such a conversation for another <laughs> off, the, off the air. We can, yeah. we can go and
1: have a couple of drinks, and
2: discuss <laughs> oh, yeah. our yeah. We bias. can talk about that. for <laughs> <hours>.
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Luke, Luke and I both were agriculture majors at Warner, so we oh, yeah. we can get into this a little bit for sure. But.
0: I kind of want to. I still want to get out there though, man. Like, it kind of you said, it brings history to
2: life. I want to yes. see the
0: bricks. I want to see that sign in person.
2: Oh, man. dude, it's. It I just keep, I'm sitting up here up thinking your about slides. it. Yeah, right now, like I'd go tomorrow if yeah. I didn't have to go. I'd to go work. right now.
0: Somebody said, "Hey, guys, they've not tipped
2: me, Brian. We <laughs> 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 we'll get on the next flat out. I oh, I swear no. it's not too expensive. We can get on Spirit. Come on. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> you've uh, you've been to the NFR too, haven't you? Yeah. So that was. It was actually pretty cool to be a part of that as well. So I went to the NFR when it was in Dallas, and usually it's out in Vegas. So they brought it to Dallas due to COVID because Vegas was shut down still. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me personally, I feel like it should be in Dallas every year because it kind of brings out the Cowboy standpoint. Like
0: for our guests that don't know what the NFR is,
2: it's the National Finals Rodeo. It's the National Finals Rodeo, and they basically
1: the World Series, the Super Bowl of the rodeo circuit. Yeah,
2: yes. if you want to put it like it like that, and uh, they do it based off of money earnings throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So they take each the top fifteen from each rodeo event, which is which is how they do it. Would be what do they start off? Oh, they start off with uh, bareback riding, then steer wrestling, then uh, team roping, then uh, saddle bronc, and then it goes into tie down, and then barrel racing, and bull riding. So, this is people
0: over the world, right? Like yeah, all over. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So, like, I had a good buddy in there f- this year. This past NFR just got over a couple weeks ago from uh, Canada. And it was his first time NFR, in the NFR. And he was a uh, saddle bronc rider. And he actually did really well. Ended up winning three rounds out of 10. Nice. What was his name again? Logan Hay.
1: Yeah. I was trying to get him on the podcast. I, uh, I had a couple mm-hmm. people mention they were like, hey, you should reach out to him reached out to him, I haven't heard anything. So you should maybe, I would, a I would to love shoot. to have
0: somebody on from that realm yeah. of the world. I know we've, we've tried a couple different routes with it. Mm-hmm. that had not pulled through yet, but I know it's coming. I can't wait to like, uh, yeah, get he's into a, he's a real cool
2: guy too. He he actually, how I got to know him, he, he dates one of my uh, really good friends I grew up with, um, Emily and she, uh, that's her. They, they started dating. She brought him around here a couple of times and he's a really cool cat. He, he's, He's somebody that would be really good on So them. he's a
0: Canadian bull rider? No,
2: Saddle Bronc. Saddle, Saddle Bronc. Yeah. So even crazier. Yeah.
0: I can't wait to meet That's this right. guy. <laughs> Hopefully we can meet this guy, get him on yeah, one day. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah?
2: Yeah.
1: Well,
0: I'd, I'd, shout him out? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, whenever you said his name, I was like, wait a second. I think I know this guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, He. so he did really good. His first time qualifying for the NFR, he did really good. And, and the NFR was just such a, a lot of records broke, you know, and uh, this year. And when I went to Texas and I got to see it firsthand in Texas for like, I don't know if it was the first time, but it was the first time in a while. And like they went back to Vegas the next year. So I don't know if I'll ever come back to Dallas. So it was pretty cool to be a part of that.
1: I want to talk a little bit about uh, old Rocker.
2: Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So He's Saddle Bronc too, right?
2: No, he does bareback. Bareback. All right.
1: Tell me who this guy is. And so Rocker, so – well, we'll get in that in a second. Rocker, he's a uh, bareback bronc rider, um, and uh, he got absolutely like crucified all all over social media because. Yeah. He rode the crap out of this Bronx, should have a great score. He hops off and he's like, he's fired up. He's thinking he's got like a high 88, 90 score, mm-hmm. and it's like an 84, which for yeah. y'all that it's very, 84 is, you know, it's decent, very average, whatever. It's
2: goal to get, it's like a 92, 90. You yeah. Know, that's what you want every time. Yeah.
1: So. And so, I mean, and he rode the piss out of this bronc, and mm-hmm. he hops off and he's fired up, throwing his hat, whatever, and they go, 84. And then you could see on the uh, on the camera he mouths like, "What the f do I have to do to get a like a yeah, good yeah, score?" Yeah. And so yeah. I mean they, I think he, they find him too. Yeah, they
2: find him a pretty big check, and I don't know the name, the amount or anything, but he uh, he's just that's just how he is though. Like the kid, yeah. um, he's like one of them like rockers, you know. His name's Rocker, but like yeah. he lives up to the name. you Yeah, know? yeah. yeah he's so like, and his dad. You know his dad was a big uh, saddle bronc rider as well. Went to the NFR. No, a couple he was times. bulldogger. When oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he bulldogged, but he was uh, he was just, just like him. So every time like Rocker gets off a, gets off a, um, you know a horse that he rode, he's just fired up, man. And his dad was the same way. So oh, he God. just says that. I mean, if I'm sitting there riding yeah. a horse. I'll be know, fired up, too. Like that, you know? Even yeah.
0: if I don't have the best ride, I'm going to be gonna fired be up fired on adrenaline. Up. I'm just be like, whoa. Yeah, so
2: it kind of just came out off adrenaline. At time. Yeah, 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 yeah. He ended up winning around. Rocker did, so. So, he just think about it though, he's only 18 years old. Yeah. And he's riding talent, the, very young. He's so um, talent. You're going to hear his name a whole lot more.
1: Yeah. And especially like what Luke was saying, he's, he's a firecracker. Like him and his dad both, um, like those flashbacks of like, I think it was in the 90s when his dad was competing. Um, and he did cornrows. Well, Rocker yeah. ended up doing cornrows on one of his rides too. And it's just, they kind of don't give a crap what people think, just go out there compete. Right. Which you see that in the sports you know, world today. Like they're kind of just like, for instance, baseball, let the kids play. Like the guys out there roads, the, rides the absolute crap out of this. Bronc is fired up. And then they give him a bad score. I mean, you feel like you put your all out there and yeah. it wasn't enough for somebody. Right. Of course you're going to be fired up. You're you're. I mean, you're a competitor. Right. You know, you're on the biggest stage in all of rodeo, and yes. they're like, oh, I'm not wanting that good. And it's like, what the
0: heck? Are you kidding me? Well, my thing is like sports is driven by passion nowadays. You look at every sport that's changed, right? Mm-hmm. NFL football, what wasn't legal like three or four years ago? touchdown sellies like there right. was no dancing in the end zone spiking a football there's right. none of that but guess what the nfl changed it now they're getting more fans because they get to see that kind yeah. of crazy well, stuff
2: this stuff like for nfl and stuff it's i, I look at it as like entertainment purposes. yes you know? baseball
0: too like 10 years ago you didn't see somebody bat flip a home mm-hmm. run and run the bases it and yeah like hit
2: it and walk you know you don't you the MLB put a stop day.
0: to it right then and there. Like, right. But nowadays, it's all over every highlight graphics on ESPN's cover. Like, yeah. oh, there's Juan Soto. He just hit a home run. His bat went 40 feet up in the air. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I feel like they shouldn't crucify that guy for showing emotion in a sport. Because that's what fans want to see. They want to see the passion. They want to see
1: what goes into it. Well, you see in NASCAR, Riley was talking about in one of the episodes, they have had a huge growth in numbers because they have related it back to the younger crowd. Like they were having these virtual races where um, the younger crowd could see all these races during During COVID COVID. time. And it had jumped their numbers drastically um, because they're pulling that younger crowd in. Well, I feel like all sports is doing that now. The younger crowd wants to see, you know, The, for instance, the baseball games moving quicker. They don't want to sit there for four hours. They want it Mm -hmm. to be high paced, go out there, hit home runs, strike people out, you know, make crazy plays. Football, they want them to do crazy stuff. And I feel like you have to adjust with times. You can't just stay in those traditional deals. I feel
0: like that's kind of where, you know, all the sports that we have in the market here in the United States is kind of moving forward. Like last year, NASCAR's opening race stopped in the middle of the event. For Pitbull to perform three songs just for you know whatever audience would come in to watch Pitbull <laughs> That's crazy. perform three songs, but the guy owns a NASCAR team, so you, you can justify it. Yeah, it's still can helping that. the sport. Yeah, but like you think of like all the professional bull riding and the rodeo, like you don't really see that you know progression into like you know trying to get younger viewers or more hip. Like you don't. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see any advertising. I, I guess I'm not in the market for it. But
1: yeah, it's yes and no. Just because. It, the whole rodeo scene is very a select kind yeah, of yeah yeah I get that I get right. that yeah. like for instance like if somebody has an opportunity to be like hey do you want to go to rodeo they're like oh yeah that sounds fun like I'll go but it's it's not it's more of, how, how do you, how would you explain this so it's, like it's more of a niche
2: right. So, like, you can say, like, I can go get anybody off, like, that I know. Hey, man, I want to go to a rodeo. I'd be in. And yeah, it's fun to go watch it, but is it, do you really understand what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like not if, you, if you're on the team open and say someone says, oh, he, the header broke the barrier,
0: I would have no idea. I'd be like, what the heck Exactly. That mean? Oh,
2: he, or he caught one foot or he, what does that mean? Okay, five second penalty. You know, it's, 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 it's one thing to go watch something, but it's another thing to understand it. Yeah, You know, well, and I feel like a lot of people that love rodeo understand rodeo, but a lot of them people like, oh, I just love to go watch. They don't really understand what's going on and the rules behind it. And well, no. That's
0: exactly how NASCAR is. What y'all just said, yes. like you have to like know the rules, you know, like, like I said, I guarantee if I said, Hey, I bet you don't know the and penalty, what it is in NASCAR pit road, like no. what they have to do.
2: I know they got to slow down a little bit, but I couldn't nope, tell you that. They things. have to go
0: back around and come back through pit road
2: at pit road speed. That's okay. a penalty.
0: But like people get invested in it and they learn all the rules and all the teams and all the sports. Like you said,
2: like that's how I'm with like road yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I
0: feel like that's what you have to do to get people hooked on those kinds of sports is take them to them. Like if I want to get you hooked on NASCAR, Luke, I'm going to be like, hey, let's go to the Daytona 500 next year. Me. Actually, and you. I
2: went to a Daytona 500 one time, but I was real young. You didn't get to have like the, the 500. I could experience. tell you who won, though. Who won? Kevin Harvick. Nice. It was like the the little um, like the photo finish.
0: Yeah, Kevin, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. You
2: know? And I was sitting like right on the checkered. I was like eight years old. I could tell you. I guess I could tell you like everything that happened. See, that's. You
0: know? I think it's funny because the last time I went to a true rodeo event. I was about that age. My parents got tickets, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to go to a rodeo tonight?" And
2: like, go to Silver Spurs. yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, like yeah, Silver Spurs.
0: So I I, don't, I have no idea. I was so young, <laughs> but like it was go. Wa- I was going watching. I had no idea what I was watching, but it was cool though. I'd oh, like yeah. to go back now and kind
1: of learn, get into well, I'm it.
2: Definitely going to go to some rodeos this year. So yeah. or this coming up. You got to let me know, Luke. Yeah, take me.
1: Luke and I went to uh, Silver Spurs. What was it last year, right? Yeah. And Silver Spurs, it's uh, it's one of the. Oldest events, right? Yeah, it's in like Radio?
2: 100. I think this year would be like the 145th anniversary or yeah. something. Right down the road in Kissimmee, right? Yeah, it's right. in Kissimmee,
1: Florida. Um, and so that was a blast. I mean, we had a great time, and definitely then, running that back. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> oh yeah, we had we had a good time. We were uh, sent out in front of a racetrack right before we went in there, smashing hot dogs. So oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I remember you were doing your hot dog reviews. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> dude, you got to bring those back
0: for you. Got to post those on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people would love that.
1: So I had yeah. a little private story before I even started doing TikTok. <laughs> and uh, I would do the most random things. I would, I would rate hot dogs from each gas station and give them a 1 to 10 review. But I still think Racetrack
2: has the best dog. Racetrack definitely dog. I'm a Circle K guy, dogs.
0: man. Like the mm. new Circle K guys like over
1: there. The hot dog on the Circle K is good. Yeah. The bun is trash. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: bun <laughs> okay. brings in a big factor of all that. All right, so. I think that
1: <laughs> might have to be a clip for uh, Instagram. Yeah, post.
0: absolutely. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think hot dog talk.
2: It's gonna be popping. Definitely gotta get that in there. (laughs) You know?
0: (laughs) Well, enough hot dog water talk.
1: Hot dog water. We do not hold on. You cannot boil hot dogs. That is a sin. Really? No. Yeah. Yeah. We them on the rollers. I get I
0: get I do grill. I I like a charcoal Yeah, no, we're
1: not we're not boiling hot dogs around here. That water (laughs) is filthy. (laughs) Yeah, gross. How much how much would it take for you to drink the hot dog water? Five hundred. That's it. Bucks? Five
2: hundred dollars, I'll drink hot dog water. Straight to the gullet. Yeah. Yeah, the cash right. You're talking like like three liters. Boy, let's some dogs. Let's do it. Five hundred bucks.
1: Bro. Oh man. That's (laughs) (laughs) filthy. We
0: might that might be a TikTok special coming right there. (laughs) Oh I know he's serious though. Look, he's serious. (laughs) Bro,
2: that's nasty. No, I asked, I We're going well, I'm going to get the I cheapest hot
1: dogs I can find. All right, you
2: got to do all that. They got to be ballpark freaks. Come on, man. <laughs> no, Nathan's
1: hot dogs every time. Yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the Nathan chain too. It's almost like a stew when you think about it, though. You got hot dogs in mm-hmm. the water and you're making your own oh, kind of hot gross. dog soup. Have you ever reviewed
2: Nathan hot dogs? Uh,
1: Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, they're fantastic. Uh, Try it you out. Okay. Me? 10 out of 10, would recommend <laughs>
0: i going hard for the Nathan sponsor here. But anyways, back on topic. I think this is a good time, you know, to get into our snap questions, guys, to get, the, you know, the, the, Luke outside of sales and outside of hot dog water and outside of rodeo and travel. <laughs> I like it. Um, um, do you want to ask the first one?
1: Yeah, sure. I'll take Go it. Uh, Luke, you know, we ask this question to every single one of our guests. Um, if you could have three people out to dinner that are alive, who would they be and why?
2: I definitely have my uh, great grandpa C W Harrison. I would, uh, I never got to meet him, and my mom tells me stories and everything. And how they were like real close, and he had the. Of course, he's the one that started all the cattle industry in the family and everything. Not as big as he used to be, but it's still that's a part of our family and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff we talk about still to this day. And that's definitely one of them. And I just want to like sit down and talk to him. And uh, number two would probably be Tom Brady.
0: Nice. Oh, a real pump. winner.
2: Yeah. Like I I know it's probably said a lot, but I I'd, I'd really love to sit down and Have talk Have we to had
0: him. Tom Brady? Trey Matthews, I think was the only one that said. Maybe. I'm
2: not sure. Anyway. But yeah, Tom Brady for sure. Just uh, pick his brain, you know, like Yeah. What, what what's something like how do you How do you stay in shape? That's yes, what I'd ask. He's 40 something years and old. And he
0: looks like he's a peak athlete. Yeah. Man. Like and I don't get d- it. He's
2: like balling. So I want to hear real quick about
1: Tom Brady. I want to hear what all the drama is going on with like his ex wife, I guess. I'm now.
0: not really yeah. sure where they stand right now. I
2: think divorce settled. Yeah. Did it? No, I think it's like yeah. Yeah, I think the divorce done. is done. He's
0: new most eligible bachelor in Florida now.
2: Yeah.
1: I saw <laughs> a uh, I saw a quote from her and it basically said once Tom moved to Florida, like he went into he like he became a quote unquote Florida man.
0: I think that was fake. I think How that was be. fake. He was, like, I, uh,
2: he was like they they I saw that too and she I think like, I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah. he was like he was like, uh, "Yeah, he bought a Salt Life sticker." For yeah, his yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that,
1: that was <laughs> flow fake. grown
2: sticker on his windshield. He, he wouldn't
1: wear shirts into the grocery store, and he had yeah. this tan, leathery skin. Florida <laughs> did to you. That's that <laughs> son did it to you. Oh, it
2: will. It um,
1: make make feel like
0: that. I have a question. Well, you didn't give us a third person. We need your third.
2: Third person would be. Dang it! I had it and then I lost it. It's Hold okay. On. Um, probably Lane Frost. Ooh, what's hey. going Lane Frost, for sure. Yeah. You know, Eight yeah, Seconds. Yeah, eight yeah. Seconds is one of my favorite movies. And just, like, hearing... I go into, like, deeper, like, to hear stories about him and saying that he was one of, like, the nicest guys, like, mm-hmm. you'll ever meet. And That's he cool. Was, That's he was a unique story. Like, and, like, usually, like, um, like these big rodeo stars, they don't really pay attention to a lot of the outside world. I know, like, the older, like, during his time. Mm-hmm. But he was always the guy that was going up to the kids and signing autographs and doing all this stuff. For everybody, but that was like now it's like all everyone like talks to everybody and everything. But back then, like during his day, it was just like everyone was like, right, yeah, focus, you know. On there was a lot of competition, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just would like to talk to him. And
0: okay, I want to ask you about this. You have a professional quarterback, a bull rider, and your grandpa who's worked in the cattle industry. Where are you taking them? You got to get like a nice steakhouse, probably or like something.
2: Texas Roadhouse.
0: What? (laughs) Just (laughs) Texas Roadhouse?
2: They got a good steak. They got a good steak.
0: I'm asking you. <laughs> I'm asking you. Any place in the world, you do not have to pay for it. Me and Nate will pay for it anywhere anywhere. And you're going to say Texas Roadhouse? Stop.
2: Bro, <laughs> like, that's a bad restaurant. It's
0: not. It's not. But like for this, like no, but this you once in think of a lifetime you, dinner. Yeah,
1: you think of all these yeah. like high end steakhouse and like you're taking. First of all, you're taking Tom Brady and it. Lane Frost out. Yeah, we're gonna go get some rolls at the Roadhouse. Yeah, I going to
2: Watch some line dance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every hour on the hour,
0: yeah. I love it. I I'm love sorry. It. Oh that, my gosh, I can see fine. Lane Frost and Tom Brady walking in this place, but yeah, oh, I'm getting nice steak here. I'm gonna shit on yeah. that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of my favorite restaurants. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not.
0: We're just like for the occasion. Right. I mean, I love Texas Roadhouse. I love the rolls and everything, but like the occasion. That's just kind of threw me for they a have world. Great butter. They. Do. <laughs>
1: You know, I'm thinking like Texas Cattle Company or something like kind of a higher came end. came across the mind. Burn like, Steakhouse, like something like that. Let's go drink some beers at
2: <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> all right.
0: Our, our next snap question for you. You know, Luke, we kind of all kind of came together in college. You know, we kind of mm-hmm. met each other there. Uh, grew up, kind of grew up, you know, These the These past same, four years, yeah, for sure. together. Yeah. And, you know, the question that's being asked nowadays, especially in our friend group, is college really worth it for people? You know, you got trade mm-hmm. schools. You got young entrepreneurs who might not need to go to college. They just want to chase their own dreams. Yes. So, knowing what you know now, would you go back to your eighteen-year-old self and tell them to go to college or not?
2: I would say yes, because not mainly like for like the job standpoint, which I understand that that's a big problem. or it's a big like stepping stone into it, but um, just like like relationships and living your life them four years. It's just such a good time. Like I've made like y'all two are like two friends that I'll have for a very long time. And I got a bunch of other friends that are like that, you know, but that also, and you grow up a little bit, yeah. you know, not a little bit, a lot of bit. Yeah. You grow (laughs) up a lot, you know, and I know a lot of kids, like, I don't really know them personally, but I've just heard stories that they get out of high school and go straight to work and kind of like fall through because they don't, you know, they don't know much about, like, the real world. And I feel like in college, you get just a little bit of piece of it. It's yeah. like a buffer period. Right. Yeah. That kind of helps you out a lot, you mm-hmm. know. And so, yeah, I would tell myself to go to college just because you learn a lot about, you know, yourself. And you learn a lot about what you want to do yeah, mm-hmm. for your career. So,
1: yeah. And it also gives you kind of that opportunity whenever... You know, you see college kids all the time change their major or they go into school undecided um, and they kind of figure it out through there. Whenever you jump right in from um, 18 to the workforce um, and this is I'm not saying I'm for or against going to college. I'm just giving a perspective. Um, Whenever you jump into the workforce, you could change your jobs five, six, seven, eight times. And finally, you get to that 22 age mark and you're like, well, I think I finally figured out what I want to do. You know what I mean?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how I was, too. I didn't know much what I wanted to do going into college, but then I once I got there, I met a guy, and he was in ag sales, and he told me to look around. We were in a Publix in the produce section, and, of course, what you see around here, like, orange groves are, like, it's like kind of a problem with orange groves right now. But he's like, look around, like, the vegetable produce section. So I looked around. He goes, everything in this store and especially in this section has to do with ag. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere because all this stuff still has to people's got to yeah, people's got to you know? use it. It's got to So be it's that right there kind of like um, uh put me into like the perspective that I wanted what I wanted to do.
0: I'm glad that you said that about, you know, the connections because that's where I going back, if I had to answer that question, it's exactly why I would say Yes, mm-hmm. just because of all the people I've met. You know, I went to two schools. Not a lot of people are going to do that, so right. I met a lot of people down south that I'll know for the rest of my life. I went to school, and I went to here at Warner, and I'm going to know a ton of people.
2: Like, yes.
0: And I wouldn't have that if I didn't go to school. You know, right. I would I'd have been stuck in my small town with one red light, knowing <laughs> the same people my whole life. Yeah. And I didn't want that. But that's what that would be my reason, too. 100%. Just the connecting, connecting. You want to ask the next one? Uh, sure.
1: Um Luke, so uh, you know, we talked about agriculture. We talked about your sales position. You know, you're kind of where you want to be in ten years. If you could get um, paid top dollar to do your dream job, what would your dream job be?
2: <laughs> my dream job would be owning my own ranch. Nice, you know? yeah. Or like a big like outfit, you know, like a Dutton, like a yeah, John Dutton, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a Yellowstone, like, yeah. Maybe not like that all comes the problems. with a lot of stress, <laughs> right? It does come with a lot of problems and stress and everything. But I would love to have something that big, you know. Yeah, I would just. Got to
1: delegate everything if you have something that big. Be like, you hey, know? you are in charge of this pasture. You're in charge of that pasture.
2: Yeah, but I, that's that would be my dream job, you know, and being able to get up on a horse every day and just go ride and do something like. Would that Would
0: you like to do it out there though, like in that area of the country? Like, I'd like to do it in, anywhere. I'd like to do it in
2: Florida. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. A lot of you talk. I, I can tell you right now, I'd like to do it in Florida, and I'd like to raise purebred Angus in Florida. In Florida,
0: with the Florida heat and everything, you wouldn't want to go anywhere
2: else. I'd, I love this t- state. Yeah.
1: Trust me, a lot of people do. Up north, you go to Montana. Then winters, you don't want to deal with yeah, Catalina. You're dealing with yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> so that brings that opens
2: up a whole new book of problems. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know you got to have this cow here, that cow there. This during this time of year, you got five inches of snow. Okay, we got to make yeah, sure. Yeah, that's cow's true. That is true. That's a more it's more headaches. I guess you got to
1: have running water to be able to water them. Yeah, because that's if it's true. sitting, it's frozen. Oh
0: man, exactly. That's true.
1: That's crazy. It's a whole lot of things to think about. Yeah,
2: it is. Yeah.
0: It is. You know, our next question for you, Luke, the last one we're going to ask you of our snap questions was kind of, you know, sprung upon us as a snap question last episode with Jacob Cooper, and I really liked it um, because I just think it's unique. I don't think you, not a lot of people would answer this. But if you could go back to any American U.S. Like, history event.
2: Oh, time period. Yeah.
0: Where, yeah. What are you going back to?
2: Probably like the signing of the Declaration of Independence. You're going
0: back to the very beginning? 1776. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: Really? I mean, just just like think about it. Like you're starting a country. Yeah, that is true. And everyone that's in that yeah. room, like, like all the big names and everything that signed the Declaration of Independence, like I would just, I'd love to be there. Really? I, I, mean, I feel like that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. You can hop to hop on your horse. want to dress up like that too. The like, big wigs. <laughs> what? The boys were doing it back then.
1: Sir, you're going to be the whole John Hancock. I don't know if you know the story, but yeah. um, they're all the um, founding fathers in that room. And I said 1776. Technically, the Declaration of Independence was before 1776. But, um yeah. It was kind of cool, like because I heard the story. And it was John Hancock was a guy who was like, you know what? Everybody's looking around to sign this piece of paper. I'm gonna be the first one, and it's a big signature, right? Slap right. in the middle. He's and that's like, why everyone says,
2: "Can you get your John Hancock?" Yeah, because yeah. everybody so else's signatures like this small on it. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. He yeah, like, yeah, looked look like he was like really. Uh, like, he was proud of what he, he was, was yeah, he was like That's mad was he that. was
0: like there was passion behind it he goes yeah. I'll be the first one and yeah. my signature's gonna Big stand old, out like he,
2: a good USA guy nowadays. Yeah, yeah. like oh Big boy he's like let's that. just sign Yeah, thing, you know if you
1: wanna come get somebody come get me son of a gun <laughs> right <laughs> and I'm ready if
2: yeah. you could go back he wouldn't be
0: called uh, John Hancock anymore it'd be the Luke Abdallah I'm gonna sign my Luke Abdallah right <laughs>
2: that'd be awesome <laughs> That'd be cool.
1: Imagine that kind of courage, though. Like you're you're at a meeting like that, and you're you're under oppression of this, you <laughs> know, literally the best um country in the world at the time. You know, strong, strongest military, military whatever. Right. And you're a bunch of farmers and guys that just barely know even the land that you live in. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, screw, screw y'all, I'm done. And you're you're literally declaring war. But do or y'all something.
2: do y'all think that they knew how big it could be when they signed it?
1: Like how big the country, like would like,
2: the United States
1: would end up being?
2: right
0: i don't think so because i don't think they knew what was past
1: certain links. i think they had dreams of like this is what we can do here and we know we're so oppressed we want to do different we're gonna follow what we can do right here
2: right and so yeah i think that's i always think back to that like i wonder if they thought we'd be driving cars or no no yeah 100 percent. like they wouldn't know that but like i wonder if they what they thought when they were so like What's it going to be like in twenty years? Yeah, What's they were probably hoping to like? build
0: something kind of like the British Empire, but just with more freedom. That's what I would assume. Yeah, because yeah. that was the most successful empire. Well, back I'm glad in the world. they signed it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, I, God I, bless I, USA. I'm glad they threw the tea in the river because I drink <laughs> coffee every morning, boy. Well,
0: <laughs> I was to say we've talked about some real American episodes this topic. Yeah, you know the Revolution. Rodeo,
2: American Texas, yeah. <laughs> st-
0: wholesale stores, yeah. feed stores, agriculture—we've hit them all. Yeah,
1: man, real we'll, uh,
0: American episode here on the week of Christmas too, bud.
1: Yeah, we're we're so excited, and uh, maybe we we might have one little uh, Christmas yeah. come in right before the yep. uh, the Christmas deal. Who knows? Yeah, it might be a little surprise for y'all. So. Maybe <laughs> maybe
0: we might drop our next episode.
1: Day of Christmas. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, a little early episode. Yeah, yeah. Episode. Before, a little early
0: episode. Day before
1: December twenty fifth. So,
0: we'll uh, yeah, Luke, thank you so much for coming on today's show. Guys, for having me. You know your personality. We we love you, dude. You know we we grew up with you. We knew you were going to do big things, and now you're on this big wholesale job. You seem to love it. It's fun. So sky's the limit. That's right. I can't wait for you to get there.
1: Yeah. And another cool thing that we do at the end of every episode is we'll shout Luke's uh, social media out um, and we'll be following him on Instagram. And so if y'all want to check out kind of the, some of the stuff that he gets, uh, gets into or, or interested in buying some dog food or wholesale products from Luke, um, you could direct message him and uh, y'all can find him on our following list. So
2: rule
0: one podcast, all of our socials, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, facebook that's it right snapchat gotcha. Snapchat too and you can find those all on our linkedin <laughs> um which is attached to our instagram page all the pages it's all connected somehow some way yeah so if you so find us on yeah, one you'll find you us, want us, on, us all. on everything uh another great episode of the world one podcast partner
1: yeah we're excited for next week we got a couple more uh exciting episodes in yes. the store so uh, y'all keep tuning in we appreciate y'all luke thank you so much partner yes yeah yes.
0: all right guys until next week
1: see y'all